In Father Teresa's Wine Cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wine Cellar. We have a guest, a recurring guest even. Uh, Dr. Mo from Australia is with us again today. Uh, Dr. Mo has been on several times. We've talked about sexual health. We talked um, in particular about sexual health during COVID and what safer uh, sexual practices look like during a pandemic and during quarantine. And, you know, Dr. Mo is generally just fucking awesome. And that's why Dr. Mo comes on this show. But today, um, Dr. Mo is here. And I think we are going to I think we're still talking about uh, mental illness. But as opposed to uh, a lot of people commonly talk about going to see a doctor for some type of mental illness help or treatment, what we are going to talk about is uh, the other side of that, the perspective of being a doctor and having mental illness and how that impacts day-to-day work. Is that like the gist? Am I? Yeah, yeah, that was what I was thinking. Yes. So let's get into that. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm really good. I am in the recovery phase of a mixed state. Mm-hmm. which means I've been a little bit manic, but I've also been a bit emotional and anxious and depressed at times. So okay. it's kind of like the full roller coaster of emotions. Um, and I've been, it started on Monday. Mm-hmm. So it's been a week. It's been a week. Um, and I've sort of peaked and now I'm coming down to back to normal. Um, so I'm really good. This morning I woke up at 5 a.m., and went for a walk, got a coffee, spoke to some friends on the phone. I've been to the bookstore. I've caught up with some friends, going for a dog walk later. Uh-huh. I'm kind of in this really wholesome phase of my recovery where I can at least drive and okay. I can cross the road by myself. Um, but that is not always the case. Oh, okay. And you are diagnosed with bipolar disorder? Is yeah, that... bi- okay. bipolar and complex PTSD. Okay. Um, for in case there's folks who don't know, can you just give us like a little um, bit of a brief overview about what um, bipolar looks like? Yeah. Or, so like, bipolar you know. is um, a mood disorder um, in which there's two types, but basically a person with bipolar. And I I know that some people might say they are bipolar. I prefer to say I have bipolar um, just because I feel like it isn't what defines me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, if mental health advocates want to argue with me on that, I can, can, you know, change Mm -hmm. to person first or Mm -hmm. identity first language. But anyway, anyway, bipolar is a mood disorder in which you have both manic or hypomanic up periods and depressed low periods so a lot of people know what it's like to have depression a lot Mm. of people will have been depressed at some point in their life or you know been through a grief that felt like depression but was Mm -hmm. you know due to a a grief or a stressor Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but not a lot of people can imagine what it's like to be manic unless they've taken cocaine or MDMA. Okay, okay. Which I haven't, but people who have tell me that it seems to be a very similar experience. Uh, I will to say what I drink when I'm high. I have, and when I get high, I mean mood high. <laughs> I will say I have taken cocaine a couple times. It was not enjoyable for me at all. Oh no! Oh, yes, no. that was like, yeah, that was uh, that was like okay, I did it twice, never doing that again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, yeah. Was, it was. I'm not really game to try it because of you know destabilizing my brain. Yes, yes. but um, a lot of people seem to like it. Oh yeah, no, that that's, uh, yeah, I'm not. Well, I do not need my brain to move faster than it already does. Like that is, right, <laughs> that is not where right. yeah. I yeah. need to go. Yeah. Um, but okay. So, um, can you talk us through some of the like symptoms of what mania looks like? Yeah, yeah. So my my episodes, I do get manic, but because of my trauma, I'm not purely manic. But a manic person will have an elevated mood. That's mm-hmm. part of the definition. They might have grandiose ideas. Like mm-hmm. they might have grandiose ideas. Sorry, I, I just had to. Um, no, you're fine. Be quieter. I'm, I think I'm disturbing my brother in, in his office, but I'll, I'll just <laughs> hold the phone a bit closer. Okay. Um, so they might have grandiose ideas, like the time that I wanted to start a vintage clothing business and spend a hundred. Sorry, I spent a thousand dollars at an op shop, thinking I would leave my doctor job as part-time and part-time vintage clothing idea. And uh, mm-hmm. it didn't, I didn't follow through with that one. Okay. Um, so manic people will often spend a lot of money or do risky and impulsive things like driving fast or even drink driving. Mm-hmm. They might have lots of, um, lots of sex that they wouldn't have, you know, maybe unprotected sex or sex mm-hmm. with partners that they wouldn't normally choose to have sex. You know, it's kind of a, so it, it's it, kind of a, a loss of inhibitions when you're manic. Okay, because I was about to say it. So, so it sounds like you're talking about like a loss of like impulse control. Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. and I, I that, that's classic. And I guess I should qualify that, that that not all people who experience mania do have that lack of inhibitions or lack of impulse control. Um, and like I myself has got have gotten better and better at controlling my mm-hmm. impulses since I've had multiple episodes over, over my life but as a general kind of gist of, of mania yeah you're speaking fast you're thinking fast you're not speaking sorry you're not you're not sleeping mm-hmm. very much you are speaking plenty and <laughs> um and um you tend to engage in some reckless behavior that comes back to bite you when you're sober again okay and i, I say sober because i consider mania to almost be like a drug Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I hope I'm not being like overly invasive, but I always want to ask these questions. Okay. Anything. I'm you know, an open book on this. Yeah. Cause like what I find is like, um, just because of the way society is the way we live, a lot of people, um, will like, uh, not maliciously, but they will use like ableist language to be like, Oh, I'm so crazy right now. Ha ha. Must be yes. manic. Like, yes. you know, that sort of thing. And so I think that that makes it difficult when somebody actually, um, does have bipolar to be like, what do the symptoms like actually look like in real life? Because I know not everybody on Twitter who's like, ha ha, feeling manic today is actually somebody uh, like yeah. experiencing mania, you know? So I, I think that yeah. like makes it like maybe complicated for people who don't have firsthand experience. Like what does it actually look like? You know? Totally. It's kind of like the people who say they're OCD because they like their kitchen really clean. It's like, yes. no, that is not obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> exactly. You are tidy. 
congratulations, but you don't have a disorder unless it's compulsive and exactly. affects your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess I, I'm quite sensitive to the words psycho and crazy because mm-hmm. I think they're used against us and particularly against women. Um, and the, and it, the truth is that I have been psychotic, hence am I a psycho, and I, I get manic, so am I crazy? <laughs> And I don't really want to use those words for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get rid of as much internalized ableism as I can. Um, and I was, you know, I was diagnosed. What are we? Six years ago. My first episode was nine years ago. Okay. Um, but I wasn't diagnosed at the time. Um, and I've really gotten to know my condition well, oh, so okay. that this most recent episode, which was triggered by a bit of lack of sleep and falling in love, um, which is one of my triggers, mm-hmm. um, this episode has been pretty mild and pretty short. Okay. Because um, I got my, I came home from my girlfriend's house, my new girlfriend's house, and my brother told me I was manic, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right, I am." And it was only day one of the condition, mm-hmm. so I immediately took. Um, a medication called olanzapine or Zyprexa. It's an antipsychotic that's very good for mania. Oh, okay. Um, so I started myself on that, texted my psychiatrist, made an appointment to see him the next day, and I've been taking, like, faithfully taking this um, sedating antipsychotic ever since, and my mania has gotten a lot better over the last week. Um, with that medication, do you only take that when you uh, are going through a manic phase? Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah. Some people will be on it long term, but I don't need it in my sort of baseline medication portfolio. Okay. <laughs> I only need it when I'm getting manic, um, or occasionally if I can't get to sleep. All right. Um, the regular medications that I take are lamotrigine, which is a mood stabilizer. It's also an anti-epileptic, mm-hmm. and um, and it's a mood stabilizer that works well for me. And then I take Pristique or Desvenlafaxine, which is quite a common, fairly strong antidepressant. I'm sorry, wait, what's um, it called? Pardon? We'll say it again. Pristique or Desvenlafaxine. Oh, that almost sounds like something that I take for depression. Do you take Venlafaxine? Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, they're, they're sister drugs. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I'm taking yeah. notes myself now, like, all right, maybe this one will have fewer <laughs> side effects for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get a lot of side effects from the antidepressant. I do sweat a lot. Yes. Like, yeah, you too? Yes, oh my God. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. Poor William. He has to, like, like, I'll just be sitting and I'll just start sweating out of nowhere. And poor William, he's like, I'm going to go get a towel and put some water on it and just, like, throw it on you. <laughs> so you can <laughs> All right. Oh, he doesn't know how to help, but he wants to. That's great. I love it. I love it. It's it's so it's really sweet. I love it. But yeah, okay. Well, I actually I actually am capable of getting a fever when I'm really unwell. Like when I'm really manic, my oh, whole wow. body will heat up. Okay. Mm. That's interesting. That hasn't happened for a number of years though. Do you have other um, physical symptoms during manic phases? Um. So because. Because I have PTSD, I tend to get a lot of uncomfortable sensations in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so like chest tightness, kind of a churning of my of my guts or like a nausea. Okay. Um, I'm not as hungry. I find it harder to sleep mm-hmm. unless I've got a good meditation that helps me sleep. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I get a bit tremulous. Um, and I, I sorry, don't like a bit what? being out in... Sorry? A bit what, did you say? I, like, I, I can sometimes get a bit shaky. Oh, tremors. Like okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sometimes the accent oh, yeah. still gets me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not at all. That's no dramas. Um, so, yeah. So, I feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like when I'm manic or in a mixed state, they're always a mixed state, to be honest, because they're brought on by stress and lack of sleep. And, mm-hmm. and they're not just a purely fun experience for me, like mm-hmm. some people's manic episodes seem to be. But anyway, um, with the PTSD, I, I do get some flashbacks, um, a lot of hypervigilance, mm-hmm. a lot of um, easily overstimulated and sensory kind of sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but I don't think that's the mania. I think that's the PTSD. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I mean, of course, you can tell me to shut up at any point if I'm asking, like, too much. I just fi- I, I just think, like, things like this are really informative because a lot of people don't know, um, either because they haven't experienced it personally or they do not have the ability to um, get, like, a professional diagnosis themselves. Um, so, totally. You know, and I think self-diagnosis is incredibly valid, especially in a healthcare system like America, where you don't get access to someone who can give you a diagnosis that helps you tailor your treatment. I heard that. You said America with some stank on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, no, completely valid, though, because, like, fuck the healthcare system here. Seriously, fuck, fuck the, the healthcare, healthcare system, system here. It, so, yeah. I just don't think I'll ever work in that healthcare system because I find it so unethical. It's really horrible, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah just is. in terms of like accessibility, like affordability, right? It's super expensive. And then even if you can afford appointments, um, the wait times can be ridiculous. Like I had to yeah, yeah. wait. I mean, I don't have bipolar, but I do have a relatively severe depression and anxiety. And I had to wait almost a year to get in to see a psychiatrist to get my antidepressants. And, like, because of the way my insurance was set up, they wouldn't do refills until I had follow-ups with a psychiatrist. So it took me almost three years to get properly medicated because I would go in, they would give me a prescription, and then it would run out before I could get back in for another appointment because the wait list was so long. Yeah, and it was like... Yeah, and, like, so, yeah, that's how it is in America. We're number one. We're winning. Yeah, country in the world. Like, so yeah, no. The... I, just, I just think the U.S. is a crumbling Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. It is. It absolutely is. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. But okay. So now I have to ask. So you've talked about having PTSD. You've talked about um, going through manic phases. But you're also a doctor. Yeah. So how do you manage that? Balance that? Yeah. So. I don't get unwell terribly often. Um, In the last few years, it has been a manning episode every year. Sunshine, rivers, 
message and me see your way. Drastically stray from hypocrisy, I say, hey. Every man to them on a philosophy. I live the proper way and then me read a chapter daily. Monday in a city, hungry and no eat. And food they don't have country, just a drop off of the tree, then. You see, say poverty no real, then. Is what the reasoning revealing. And from there we get here <laughs> to ah taking a look at the uh, Karen Act, which there's so much on it, right? This is from April 21st. It's up by Sam Spruce from this year or last year. Uh, this year's to th- uh, April 21st. Oh, okay. For the Charleston City Paper, and this was given oh. to me, yeah, by Matthew at the uh, at the Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund. Matthew sent me this and was like, was like, hey, nigga, check this shit out. <laughs> Verbatim. Those were the exact words. No, no, they weren't. Yep, fact-based fact. And no. said, if you don't check it out, you got to run my fade, big homie. You saying that's not what Matthew said? Matthew didn't say that. Keep it G real. I don't fuck with you because you disrespecting me. You disrespect my hood by telling me take off my flag, asking how gangster I was, nigga. But nigga, you came up on me on some fun shit, nigga. I don't make peace with niggas that come up on me on some disrespectful shit when I didn't even know you, nigga. What's you up, walked Chris? up on me and set down your beer like, nigga, what? what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? Huh? How gangster are you, nigga? I'll show you how gangster I am, nigga. You can drop off your kid and run uh, my face. I'm not gonna lie. The most hilarious thing about that is in between all like the anger and how gangsta are you is is he put down my beer? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That did not fit with the rest. Put the down your beer, which maybe in the in the white gangster world, like putting down your beer is a statement. Matter of fact, now that I think about it, yeah, if a white man puts his beer down. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, well, I, I, it's like, what, like, hold my beer? Huh. But it's just funny because it's like, when I hear hold my beer, I automatically think, like, <laughs> you know, sort of like like a white redneck type stereotype. <laughs> and I can't, like, do that with the whole, like, how gangsta are you, cut? <laughs> like, okay. In there. It's like, it's like too much culture clash for me. I, I, what I see is kind of like the Northeastern guy, but the Northeastern guy that's so sheltered that they don't even really have an East Coast accent, like Dane Cook. Yes. Like that guy. That's what I see when I see hold my beer. Like basically hold my beer. I'm just going to go be Dane Cook. <laughs> like I'm just going to do that now. <laughs> don't think of more like King of the Hill or something. Like Dale would say it. Like, you said I can't do that. Hold my beer, Hank. You know, or something. And then whatever Dale does, the appropriate reaction is, You are the goddamn whitest person I've ever seen. Yes, Rusty Shackleford. And uh, there goes uh, Brian H. Uh, Just hit up the old Patreon there. How are you doing, Brian? And I see Terry over there interacting with the posts. Thank you, partner buddy chief. And who was that over there? Uh, Congo Cosmo. I like when the cool names come in. Congo Cosmo. <laughs> like, there's another person. They're like Egg 2000. I'm like, all right, Egg 2000. And they like everything sex workers related. The Egg, the Egg, like to Egg 2020, something like that is their name. 2050. Okay. Yeah, like they like everything sex workers rights related. 
I always see uh, uh, like uh, notifications for that. Okay. And uh, more sex workers' rights. Yep. And Megan, especially after this weekend, Jesus. Yes, ma'am. And Megan R. and Tamara B. up in the joint, holding it all the way down. Is Cuban B. still here with us? Yes, Cuban B. Excellent. It's still there. And still not in the soundboard. I'm terrible. You still haven't put Cuban B. in the soundboard? And I, I own the DVD. Oh. Man. I own the film on purpose with my money. I like that picture of him and his wife. Of the, oh, the, the old actor. picture of, yeah. uh, what's his name again? I forgot. Ah, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, again, taking a look at this um, this Karen Act could okay. penalize non-emergency 911 calls. And it's hard to find a lot on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the um, the acronym for Karen Act, it's not with the letter K. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's uh, with the letter C. And it's a uh, caution against racially exploitative non-emergencies. And, of course, they hyphenated non-emergencies to make that one word or it have been Karen A. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll be a veritable Karen A of events, I'd say. I wonder if they did Karen with a C on purpose. Why? Because, you know, like on social media, people would be like KK Karen, you know, and they're like just preemptively eliminating the bad press because now you can't say it. You can't make it into a KKK acronym. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think that as far as like if you own your own narrative right like if i was the politician pushing the bill i'd be like can we fit more words in there with k's to make it make sense <laughs> like just for the propaganda of it mm-hmm. like i actually want those headlines because like again that's the ill shit because like phoenix and i we're dead serious like we're gonna look at ideas like can i get alderman like if i fuck around and get alder person or a city council and i work my way up to like some state shit like, I get to own my own narrative on anything I say or do because I'm already a content creator. Yeah. Which means, yes, I want those headlines. Nigga, I want motherfucking, who was it, Mark Levin or whoever, whoever these hmm. right-wing radio hosts. Oh, please talk shit about me. You, th- I will talk shit back before you click upload, nigga. It's on. <laughs> it lets party. Like, let's really fucking do this. Y'all want the public debate? You got the right one. And with black people, that means the exact same thing as you got the wrong one. Oh, you got the wrong one. They what? Oh, you got the right one. <laughs> Yeah, like, I am so ready to fuck around with these local politics. Because, like, if even if I fail, if I can't um, get these um, this law that allows these companies to force these mandatory seven-day work weeks, if I can't get that repealed, everyone will know about it now. Mm-hmm. And then the next cool young politician that's more charismatic than me or probably has a less ugly social media history than me <laughs> um, they can get in and get it the fuck done mm-hmm. but then again who knows like because with the with the way i comport myself and the fuck that i don't give that i won't even sell that's why i'm not a sellout is that how you become a sellout you had a fuck to give and you chose to sell it is that what it is okay we just figured something out oh. in the middle of that all right <laughs> Uh, yeah i will not give it and i will not sell it and so actually maybe my ugly social media history works to my benefit because i'll go on your show anytime 
Like, what's that meme? Um, it says here that you said white people ain't got no lips, but always talking shit. Yes, the fuck I did say that. So you made a page called Becky Lives Matter and wrote a rap to me? Yep. Play it. <laughs> I, I got it memorized. I'll perform it now. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And that'll make me a whole day. They'd have to kill me. They would have to kill you. You're reminding me so much of a Delroy Lindo right now. Who's that? The um, act, He's an actor. You, If you saw his face, you know him. But he was the one who, um, when they did the... I was, for, I think, for a TV show when he was like on a uh, news panel, and the white guy's like, "How come we can't say the N word?" He's like, "Say it, say it oh. right now. I will say it with you." Oh yeah, <laughs> that is the energy I'm getting right now. Yes, I don't care. I'm not embarrassed by that shit. My podcast episode titles. So you have one called Rapists Make Great Fertilizer? Yes, sure do. Fuck we do. Do you disagree? I want to know why you disagree, nigga. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see a politician be in an interview like this. Like, please be on MSNBC like this. I want to see it. Yeah. I feel I, like millennials have fucking earned it. I don't give a fuck. Shit. All right. Um, <laughs> looking at this article. Uh, thank you, Matthew Loco, um, that held it down for us. Um, <clears throat> uh, here is a quote from uh, the po- what's the politician's name? Um, J. A. Moore, uh, Democrat from Hanahan. All right, and it looks like uh, S. C. South Carolina. And uh, the quote from uh, J. A. Moore is. Weaponizing the police to target an innocent bystander should not go unpunished. Excuse me. Uh, continue saying, um, calling law enforcement for a false alarm uh, forces them to waste valuable resources and causes emotional distress for the victim. And he is using the word victim because like iterations of this law that I saw, they are like the word victim is in the language. Even with all the amendments that have been added to this since 2019, the word victim is remaining there and it has to be there for it to be a crime. Right. Like no victim, no crime, which is why drug laws are bullshit. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Well, no society is the victim. Oh, Jesus. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I literally lived in a neighborhood with so many crackheads. Like, literally a church that actually had services. Mm-hmm. The pastor was a smoker. <laughs> I sold the pastor a $20 rock, like, when I was, like, 15. Literally a pastor. Society. See? Society is the victim. But somehow... <laughs> yes. I managed to walk the fuck up out that neighborhood. I wasn't a... Yeah, whatever. Society's the victim. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's that broken windows mentality. Ugh. <clears throat> Ugh. What was that? Broken window policing out of New York? Um. Well, New York is most infamous for it, but yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a national policy. Yeah, I can't remember if it was one of the Cuomos or if Giuliani. it was... Uh, it was Giuliani or behind Giuliani. that. Yeah, God. We're 90s kids. Ugh. <sighs> Giuliani is an unpopular name between two dead rappers, Big L and Tupac, both diss Giuliani. Big L straight up said, I want to get Giuliani hung. (laughs) Yeah, he should talk about, like, a reverse racist lynching. I don't know. Call it what you want. Political advocacy. I'm going to call it political advocacy. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe that was his campaign. Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous. Great album, folks. Go pick up a fucking copy, yeah? But not from Jeff Bezos. Mm. Go to a a used CD store. I don't think you're going to get it brand new anymore. 
Ah, but fucking, yeah, I was looking at the bill, and yeah, the word, um, victim is in there, but also, um, they're, what they have so far is no compensation directly from the perpetrator to the victim. Okay. It's just like a thousand dollar fine to the city or state that the charge is in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I don't really like that. You should have to pay the person. <clears throat> Because, like, it was you that deliberately harmed them. And, like, if anything, like, we live under capitalism, right? Time is money. You took productivity time away from that person. I'll say that to the CEO's face. Be like, I actually could have been working for you, making you more money, but they were making a false police phone call on me. Now call the politician you bought and tell him to endorse this amendment. Um... I don't know. Nah, they won't buy that shit. They will not buy that. Shut up, nigga. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, I can replace you with someone else who's just as exploitable. Yeah, like, you Um, are one nigga with a podcast. You know how many people want to come work for me? People are desperate, and I love it. I'm a CEO. Oh, God. Thank you, Ellen Greenspan. Um, (sighs) He really said that. Anyways, um, yeah, I think the, like, restitution is a good idea, but I would be worried that if they got that into this bill that it would set some sort of precedent that would just fuck over black people in the end. Oh, like how? Like, I don't know, like, start, like, adding that on to more and more, like, low-level crime. So, like, you know, if you are doing something, like, quote-unquote petty, like, you know, like loud music or something, now do you have to pay the person who called 911 on you because noise pollution? Oh, and like and pay like them like for that. that? Yeah, like I, like I find them like they're gonna find a way to fuck over like black people if they do the restitution thing. See, this is why I'd have to get assassinated because I'm gonna be loud about that. <laughs> I mean, they totally fucking would though. And also, I'm not gonna be one of those politicians where like everything I do is fucking call the donor all day. No, I'm going to my rival politician's district and knocking on their voters' doors and saying, "Here, this is Richard R. Durbin, and this is what the fuck he did to you." And he's literally my coworker. I saw him do it. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't legally beat his ass, but you can vote against him. And here's the primary challenger. Yeah. <laughs> like, nigga, I'm all up in your district, boy. So, yeah. Uh, actually, I'm willing to take these kind of political risks. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you actually... Because they always fight for the people. And I'm actually really ready to fight. Let's, like... Yeah, I like, um... Do you follow Lee Carter? Oh, you're not really on Twitter, though. No. Um, Lee Carter is like a... I don't think they call them state reps down there. One of those southern states. I don't know. It's like a state-level representative or something, but I think they call... A delegate? Do they call oh, it? Oh, God. What all, is it a delegate of a parish? <sighs> Whatever. Anyways. A um, ward? No, he wants to run for governor, but something that I really do appreciate about his Twitter is that he does actually talk about what is going on with bills where he's like, oh, they're trying to pass this bill. I voted against it. Here's why. So, like, you always have, like, an yeah. update of, like, what's... Because, like, I don't know what the... Because, like, you have to go to the fucking .gov and be looking shit up because politicians don't tell you. Yeah. They only tell you, like, maybe if something passed and then, like, they pretend, like, this is for the working people or whatever fucking bullshit line they feed you. But, you know, like, what are you voting no on? What is in your committee? Like, this is literally what you're getting paid, like a lot of money to do can you fucking like keep us updated damn nigga get like google docs a spreadsheet something yeah and them pdfs be (laughs) deep nigga that should be like 70 pages and the part that really matters be on like page 27 it's in some weird fucking sidebar there's a spider crawling over it as soon as you touch the page pennywise jumps out and it's fucking ridiculous trying to read these goddamn bills it's not pennywise it's that clown from that dominion dating 
Um, oh Jesus! Which actually was not blackface. <laughs> it was not blackface. It was, it was actually black. a black person and uh, wearing clown makeup. I'm telling you, they still put it in that color to make it look like blackface. But um, yeah, no, that is just like something that I do appreciate. He's like, oh, I proposed this legislation. Here's why yeah. I voted against it. You know, like fucking tell people, keep them informed. But what I also say is, and here's the other politician, and they voted for it. Yeah. And here's their office number. Call that nigga and ask why. And they're going to be like, nobody wants to work with you. I'm going to be like, yeah, I, I totally get that. I super get that none of you want to work with me because we don't want to do the same job. You don't want to work with me because we're actually not even co-workers. We don't work for the same entity. You work for them. I work for the people. Looks like I have to work against you. Say we're contemporaries, not colleagues. And then also, <laughs> what the kind of salary these people get paid? Oh, fuck you know that. how much time that frees up? Nigga, I will be tipping Uber Eats drivers all fucking day and doing nothing but politicking. Yeah. And podcasting. And podcasting. I still got to cover these Florida man stories, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so the bill is interesting. Um, there are like more articles on it. I should probably just go ahead and link these up as well. Like yeah. uh, the San Francisco's Karen Act is one step closer to becoming law, but that's from October 2020. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I looked for updates um, for the San Francisco one in particular <clears throat> after October 2020 and couldn't really find anything. Yeah, the uh, the original proposal uh, uh, article I found from July 8th by Alicia on CNN, San Francisco proposes Karen Act, mm-hmm. making uh, racially biased 911 calls illegal. And of course, they had um, Amy Cooper, the um, the dog choker uh, from the from the uh, the bird watcher phone call, mm-hmm. which, again, like we saw her basically symbolically call the cops on George Floyd. Yeah. Right? Didn't kill the bird watcher, but that week we saw Floyd get murdered the way she tried to get the bird watcher murdered. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right, players. I know what you're fucking I, I know what the fuck you're into. Oh my. All right. Uh so why did the white man cross the road to kill another white man? Oh, I was going to say cuz his pants were on the other side. Cuz his pants that Why is, are white men always naked? That is good. <laughs> and then now, and now, I the we, we haven't joked about this word in a while, but we're gonna need someone white to investigate. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why his pants were on the other side in the first place, and then 
eventually surveillance footage comes out that he put them there. Well, if this is in Florida, odds are it's going to involve a Walmart parking lot and vodka. It's He's even poor. better. You see? You see, you were being classist. All right? The white man can do this shit at all levels. Any tax bracket can be the white man. Yeah, yeah. We've we've, we've covered a few of them. <laughs> I'm tired of my your shit. Uh, Foxnews.com. Uh, a Florida man allegedly shot and killed another man oh, no. over a dispute at a Starbucks drive through At a Starbucks drive through What? No. No. You you're not feeling the story of the of the latte loiterer? No. <laughs> the macchiato manslaughter? You're the not macchiato. feeling <laughs> I like that how as you're doing this, and you don't know because you're not a Twitter person, Starbucks is actually trending because baristas are putting up like receipts of the most annoying orders that they get. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it's about to be a macchiato murder at a lot of Starbucks today. <laughs> Because these baristas are over your shit. <laughs> Makes me want to go in there and just be a fake Republican. But then that, that that would make, I would skew the statistics. But I just think that someone should go and order a real Christmas cup and not these fucking atheist December happy holidays cups. Didn't they get mad like a couple years ago because there was nothing on them? They were just red? Yeah. And people still got mad. <laughs> yeah, and this was when Bill O'Reilly still had a job. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before everyone knew about him um, dragging that victim uh, down the stairs, the woman he was married to, mm. in front of the fucking kids, fucking. But then again, you see that video clip of him yelling "Do it live," and it's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who wants to be behind a door with that fuck? Mm. So, uh, Justin, a 19-year-old individual. All right, y'all keep on fucking making Gen Z a monolith if you want to. That's interesting. <laughs> what up? I know somebody who has that last name, and that is not a very common last name, I don't think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Might be a little freedom. Mm. Uh, Justin Barzma was arrested in the early hours of Thursday morning and charged with first-degree murder fine and okay. firing a weapon in a public place. Okay. All right. Now, um, a witness uh, told police that Borsma cut off a man in line at the drive-thru, so the other man got out of his truck and started banging on Borsma's window. So the other man chose the fuck-around option. Yeah. He said, oh, we're both Florida residents, and this guy decided to drive like that. I'm gonna go fuck with him, even though he's already driving like that. All right. So, cut him off. Um... And so the other man got out of the truck, started banging on his uh, window, and ripped the door handle off. Okay, this is starting to sound a lot more like self-defense. All right, let's let's see if there are more sentences. Because I don't know, like, I think I would be very scared if somebody ripped a door handle off. It seems like that would be hard to do. You would be, but you also don't cut people off at Starbucks. I don't even go to Starbucks. No. No, we don't. We haven't been to a Starbucks since, like, 2017. Oh, those are some good days. Like, even though the apartment was shit when the rent <laughs> is $930, you just kind of like, I think I can go to Starbucks this week. The rent was $930. <laughs> right now, the rent is $1,600, damn near double-fied. Yeah, and, and some change. 
Answer was like the 31 or it's something. Like, no, it's like 1645. 1645. All right. And um, so they're a doobadoo scoop bop boop bop. Oh, my bad. I'm yawning. <laughs> Ooh, I hate yawning while I'm broadcasting. Mm. And um, so as the other man started to walk back to his truck. Oh, now, yeah. All right, all right. All right. So now his back is turned. Walked back to his truck, Borsma got out of his car and fatally shot him. Hmm. No, not self-defense. Not self-defense. Uh-uh. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said that when the piggy boys arrived at the scene, the victim was sitting in his car suffering from gunshot wounds. Get the fuck out of here. Could that have anything to do with what you said in the last paragraph? Uh, and, um, And was transported to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. Uh, Borsma told detectives that uh, after being arrested that he had his girlfriend, their baby, and another friend in the car and a gun. Uh, hey, Scotty Reed, what gangster rap album was he was he making? Was this a gangster rap video? Because he had a gun near a child. <laughs> Remember how? Uh, oh, fuck. So for the folks that have the, because this is going to be on the free joint, mm-hmm. this is something we talked about on a Patreon-only episode. Um, one of the homies just signed up to that. We shouted out earlier. Um, Scotty Reed is obsessed with this um, this myth that gangster rap is causing violence. And we were talking about how the story where a seven-year-old girl was killed because they were allegedly using um, real guns as props to film a rap video. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're questioning, like, okay, did they have, like, a real camera person, a real storyboard? Is this song even, like, a hit single? What record label is this for? What distribution company is this for? Do they have a website? Is it going to be on iTunes? Like, are, there, are these really rappers shooting a rap video or are these dumb niggas doing dumb nigga shit and is Borsma a dumb white man doing dumb white man shit right running around with all those apparently important people in your life and a fucking gun in the car and cutting people off Mm -hmm. so you care so much about the baby but you fucking drive like that right exactly so maybe it wasn't that he was listening to Limp Biscuit. But maybe it's because he's a fucking dipshit that was influenced by men before him. Yeah. This is supposed to be funny. (laughs) 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 But God damn it. So um, just a little bit more from this story. It is a, a, um, a short story. Um, yeah, so he said he had his girlfriend, their baby, and another in the uh, and another friend in the car, and he was afraid that the man was going back to his car to get a gun, though he admitted he never saw a firearm. So he was a dipshit aggressor that shot someone who liked to wear dare shirts. Yeah, all I can say is um, pick your friends and partners carefully as much as you can, because... I would not like it if I was in a car and dude started cutting people off and then all of a sudden started pulling out guns and shooting people. I'm just trying to get a fucking Frappuccino. Yeah, and even, and like, for me, like, as far as us, like, yeah, you see us on camera as a married couple now, but like, if when we when we were talking and she lived in Illinois, I lived in Florida, if I would have got an inkling that she wasn't a safe driver, shit wouldn't have moved forward from <laughs> Facebook messages. 
Like, I don't do unsafe driving. Like, I don't accept um, ride offers home from coworkers. Like, mm-hmm. that um that time that the Nissan Versa got fucking totaled by that truck driver, there were coworkers off me rides home. I don't know you. I don't know how the fuck you drive. Mm-hmm. I'm not hopping in your shit. All right. So. Oh, no. There's a new Mortal Kombat movie out. There is. <laughs> and, um, and as struggle sessions will remind you, there is no tournament in it. Yes, there is. No, Did not. they miss it? I'm going to hit up Leslie on Twitter and say, you missed the tournament, Chief. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep saying it. <laughs> and he's going to say where. And I'm just going to lie and say a certain time. Go click it. And he's going to go there and say, that's not it. And I say, my bad. It was this other time. <laughs> and because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm fucking... Oh, my God. All right. Okay. So... Ah, Sanford, Sanford, Sanford makes you think of an old, uh, a man, a Zimmerman, but this is not the Zimmerman, but we are in the Sanford. Oh, I was about to be like, why do I know? Oh, yeah, that's, yes. that's why I know that name. The police done arrested a feller who was accused of attacking his family members. Hmm. Uh, so his name is Gary Dwayne. Uh, and the Dwayne is a spelling I've never seen before. D-W-A-I-N. Oh, all right. Yeah, Gary Dwayne St. Aubin Campbell. A whole lot of name on this cat. Dwayne. Sounds very Florida. Yeah, Gary Dwayne St. Aubin Campbell. None of those things go together, by the way. Yeah, they do. Gary Dwayne does not go together. Gary Dwayne St. Aubin does not go together. St. Aubin Campbell. <laughs> No. No. It gets worse every time you add on another name. This is a terrible name. <laughs> it's just, she sound like me. That's fucking ridiculous. Because yeah. oh, it's cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. Because the first two sound so stereotypically Florida, and the last two sound like you're trying to be bougie and open up a winery in Napa Valley. Ooh, my proctologist is never going to believe I didn't do this to myself. Really? Yes, really. I had to check your decibels, and there was no other way because I didn't know if you were muted. What? Why would I be muted? Uh, 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 muted. <laughs> that is fucking great. <laughs> so, all right. So they arrested Mr. One, two, three, four and a half names man for attacking three of his family members. Um, and this was in the report. Now, on April 28th, 2021, just after 1.30 a.m., when when you really get the party started in Florida, um, the Sanford Police Department received a 911 call requiring medical assistance for the residents of a home on Spanish Bay Drive. Mm -hmm. That is a colonial name if I've ever seen one. Yes. Um, Like, they're literally mixing languages. Uh, fucking on on the scene, the officers located Campbell in front of his home, pacing. Officials said inside the home, uh, they said they found Campbell's mother, father, and sister all suffering from severe wounds. Okay. All three were transported to the hospital with severe injuries. And based on the investigations and interviews with Campbell, it appears that he intentionally attacked his members with his family members with a katana sword. What? Yep. And this is Florida, not Texas. <clears throat> yep, this here is Florida. Because didn't Texas make it legal to walk around with a sword? Maybe he's trying to <laughs> advocate. It's like, check this out, folks. 
So he done got arrested um, and charged with two counts of attempted first-degree homicide. What up? A katana sword? Yes, man. Mortal Kombat. No. Okay, no. <laughs> 90s kids. Uh, the homicide. And I remember when millennials were called that. I like that name. Even as a grown-ass adult, I like 90s, 90s kids. kids. Yeah. Just works. Because we were like, we were the... We're the generational gap. Like, we're that missing link, right? Because <laughs> we had soft, safe, big toys to play on. And they were just taking our lawn darts away. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like again, the, the back to the soft things. And then, like, apparently some of y'all actually had participation trophies. I never had them. But apparently some of y'all did. I made a post. A few people mm. said, yeah, we had those at my camp. Yeah, the participation trophies. I also had cyanide. And my science kit for kids ages seven and up. Good, you should. Had cyanide. Did you have those uh, wood engraving with the the wood engraving kits? Uh, no, but I did have like a kid's like woodworker kit. I literally had an electrical sander yeah. as a child. And it was sold in the child's toy section. And I literally used it to fucking sand off a rough edge of my bunk bed at the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's Fun. Fun, like it really worked. It was a yeah. real electric. I could literally put real sandpaper on it, plug it in, turn. Vroom, and, I had a tool set, like a real deal, like yeah. adult shit. Yeah, it was it was adult quality, but it was kid size. Yeah. Huh? Were they lady tools? No, I stole them from one of my brothers. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have you know that the box they came in was blue. It was like a wooden chest. It was blue. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that blue was still fit. Maybe it represented postpartum depression. <laughs> you know? It's still blue. The baby blues. That's what they call it. Get you a cisgender that can do both. <laughs> the fucking uh, Florida man. I, 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 the only reason I clicked this one is because it has to have this in the headline. Florida man arrested 40 times previously has a 12-hour standoff with the cops. 40 times. I can only imagine he's not very dark-skinned. What? You don't know. You're being reverse racist by assuming that. All right. Let's look his name up. Walter Broyce. Walter Broyce. Okay. Oh, I okay. didn't. I did not tell the computer to do that. <laughs> what? what the fuck? Wait. I. Scooby. <laughs> Bless you. Scooby. <laughs> Scooby. Bless you again. I got the sneezies, cuz. That's on the set. Uh, Walter <laughs> Broyce. Holy shit. Maybe this website just... <laughs> Scooby-Dooby. Yes. I am tired of sneezing. Well, it is pollen season. <sighs> I'm start wearing a mask indoors. Oh, my niece has that big-ass window door open. Yeah. Yeah, she's bringing in that pollen, all that evil. Evil? Walter Bryce. Every time oh I highlight God. the name, it does that. That's fun. All right, let's see. Uh. Oh, yeah, he's not very melanated. Not very. Not very. Hold he up. this. like, um... You know, actually, who he looks like? He looks like um, when a youngest child was playing football, and I told you one of the football dads used to show up and had like a different. Uh, oh no! It's kind of what he looks like. Oh shit! Did I find his Facebook? Hold up, is that him? Uh, maybe. I'm looking. I'm. Oh, that's not him. Nah, the other one. That that's the other one has a longer chin. I was about to pull up the screen for the folks uh, that might look at the oh. video clip of this, but I, I don't. I don't think that's him. 
Yeah, unless he just looks that different with a little bit of facial hair. I don't know. That well, that's not, though. There's an older, like a more recent <clears throat> picture of him online. Not that one. Not that one either. Oh, it's, oh, like where he looks older? Yeah, like his mugshot is there available somewhere. Okay. Like. And apparently the computer just doesn't want, want me to do anything. Okay. Wait, right? what is going on? Yeah, like I had a, a whole bunch of. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, with the green hair? Oh, no, that's not green. That's just the tinting. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. That does look kind of like that Facebook. Yes, it does look uh, like that Facebook. Would that... Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't want to share it to the audience yet. Let's take a look at the article a bit. Um, 51 years old. This fucking might be him. Was released from prison. You see, but one of these Facebook pictures, he's in front of one of those BMW cars. No, that's a Mercedes, dear. Oh, that's not a BMW? That's a Mercedes. Those are the same thing, aren't they? No. I know Lexus is different. Mercedes-Benz is a thing, and BMW is a thing. They're both from Germany, but they're two different things. I thought the Benz part was the BMW. No, BMW is Bavarian Motor Works. I thought it was Benz Mercedes wagon or some shit. <laughs> no. Damn. Mercedes-Benz is one company, BMW is another one. BMW is the one that has the white and blue on the logo. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> Are you going to clip that out? Because that's hilarious. But I'm 38, <laughs> folks. This is how little I know about anything above my tax bracket. I don't know shit. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I can't imagine how cringy those moments are for people tuned in where they're like, William doesn't know that either. <laughs> Nigga, can you know something other than 25 year old legislation? <laughs> Fucking. Oh, no. <clears throat> so he got released from prison uh, last year after serving an 11 year sentence. A few days before his uh, standoff with the police, he uh, he also got accused of. Oh, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Holding a gun to a woman's head in Pasco County, Florida. The standoff with the police began on Wednesday evening when the police overseer was investigating a stolen car report at the motel. The officer claims that he encountered a Brois entering the stolen vehicular and ordered him to stop it right now. Where did this happen? Do 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 standoff Wednesday at a investigating the stolen at a looks like a motel Does it say what city though yeah where the standoff is happening nah yeah. I'm not seeing anything on that yet okay uh, the officer so, claims what oh because I'm looking at this profile on Facebook and it says that he lives in Lando Lakes Florida so if this is near Lando Lakes Florida maybe oh shit yeah that's neat I should message him and be like yo are you out on bail can I interview you like so exactly why do you do these things Mr. <laughs> White Man Literally everything you do, just lay it out. Give me a general idea of what motivates you. <laughs> Fucking. All right. So the um, so he didn't got accused of holding the gun to the woman's head. The standoff began on Wednesday evening when the police officers uh was investigating a stolen car report at a motel. And, and see stolen car. And I'm like, why is he in front of that car? All right. Keep going. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, did a stolen um, car report at the motel. The officer claims he encountered Broes entering the stolen vehicle and ordered him to stop it right there. But Broes did not listen, so the overseer attempted to taser him twice with no effect. Okay. 
Damn, why didn't you just shoot him four times in the chest? Huh? He's a uh, white man. Uh, Broies, dark-skinned brother, um, allegedly attempted to drive off whilst the officer was still holding on to the car. So he was using his car as a weapon. Why didn't he shoot him 51 times, Sean mm-hmm. Bell? Uh, fucking holding on to the car and was forced to let go to avoid serious injury. Um, Broies allegedly attempted to drive. Uh, wait, the police pursued Broies to a nearby hotel where he barricaded himself in a room on the fourth story. Uh, the police evacuated the hotel and asked Broies to come out and surrender. Uh, Broies allegedly that would have pissed me off. What? Cause like, remember we had we had to use the hotel that one time. Oh, to, yeah, August last year when we came yes. here to Michigan to try to find a place to live. Yeah, and um, yeah, like I remember like we're sitting in there. We got our we got our our food on us. Got the little motel refrigerator full. We can go down to the microwave. Mm-hmm. Got a belly full of food. You're binge watching Family Guy on TBS for some reason. Cause it was like the only thing that was on. It was. And, uh, <laughs> I like I push buttons on the remote shit wouldn't even work I don't know what's happening yeah. and uh <clears throat> and someone comes up and says uh some white dude stole a car we need you to go outside now yeah. ah, now yeah. I'm resisting <laughs> fucking what um, I'm doing this so apparently this happened in Pinellas Park which is about 45 minutes from Land Lakes. oh yeah I'll be back alright Miss Colored uh doobie doo scoop so after uh, 12 hours of negotiations, ooh, excuse me with the yawning, after 12 hours of negotiations, the police decided to enter and arrest him. Uh, they fired 50 rounds of tear gas into the room. 50 rounds of tear All right. Uh, 50 rounds of tear gas into the room and a SWAT team breached the hotel door with explosives. The police fired beanbag rounds at Broies. God damn, they could do a lot to keep a motherfucker alive, can't they? Um, and they fired him, and, but he was wrapped in blankets on the bed. And then they arrested him. And um, he previously served uh, three periods in prison for battery, grand theft, trafficking in stolen property, and fleeing from law enforcement. He is awaiting trial. I don't think I'm going to find him. And now I want to screen share the Facebook's page uh, to you folks right on over here. Let me uh, do a little switch up. And damn, my bad, folks that are listening to podcast audio. We uh, we just keep doing this, don't we? All right, let's go ahead and share application window and Facebook's. And there is your man posted up in the B-Boy stance. And it looks like he's at one of those uh, racetrack gas stations. Yes, this is an, an outstanding white man if I've ever seen one. And they don't have a whole lot of Facebook activity. But, you know, when you're when you're out partying hard like this brother right here. Oh, yeah. And the other picture, he's in a casino. This is great. And, of course, in the other picture, he is with another white man wearing the exact same shirt as him. And they both have on sunglasses. This is yeah, I, I like I like this Broese guy. He's very Broesian. And towards the end of things, I think that is indeed the end of things. Alright. Oh, wait a second. 142 p.m. There was that one more once more. 
and it was that story Lisa Loco sent this to us. I need to see if Lisa Loco wants to come on the program, too. So a black man enslaved by a white restaurant manager should be awarded more than $500,000, the court says. So a black man with intellectual disabilities who was enslaved for five years at a restaurant in Conway, South Carolina, should be awarded double the amount of restitution from the white man uh, now imprisoned for the crime, according to a recent court ruling. Um <clears throat> As part of his uh, 2019 guilty plea to a forced labor charge, Bobby Paul Edwards, a 56-year-old individual, uh uh-oh, skip to do, there we go, uh, was sentenced to 10 years in prison and ordered by a court to court to pay back John Christopher Smith uh, the $273,000 worth of unpaid wages and overtime compensation at the um uh oh at the j and j cafeteria where he was enslaving him uh the court of appeals for the fourth circuit ruled on april 21st that the previous amount decided by the district court had erred in not accounting for the uh for federal labor laws entitling him to forty six thousand dollars or oh, wait five hundred and forty six thousand or double the amount Um, He was owed uh, from his imprisonment between 2009 and 2014 through physical violence, threats and intimidation. Edwards coerced uh, Smith, a 43 year old, into working more than 100 hours per week without pay. And this was reported by the Washington Post. The a white restaurant. Oh, hold up. Uh, So when an employee and this is a uh, quote from um from a public defender uh when an employer fails to pay those amounts uh, regular and overtime pay the employee suffers uh, losses which includes the loss of the use of that money during that period of delay <clears throat> right and this was um uh the court argued in its filing edwards public defender did not immediately respond to a request for comment about the uh, latest ruling Smith uh, started washing dishes and busting tables at the J&J cafeteria in 1990 when he was just 12 years old. This guy grabbed up a black baby and enslaved him. He had loved his full-time employment there when the business was operated by Edwards' relatives, according to the court documents. But when Edwards took over managing the restaurant in September 2009, paid wages and decent treatment would soon be non-existent. Uh, The white restaurant manager enslaved the black man for years, federal prosecutors say. Edwards uh, moved Smith into a roach-infested apartment he owned that Smith Smith attorneys later described as subhuman, deplorable, and harmful to human health. Uh, Smith was forced to work more than 100 hours each week without pay and no days off as Edwards took advantage of the black man's mild cognitive disability. Uh, Quote, Uh, Most of the time I felt unsafe, like Bobby uh, could kill me if he wanted. I wanted to get out of that place so bad, but I couldn't think about how I could without being hurt. End quote from the victim of this enslavement. And Smith alleges that Edwards injured him many times over the years. He was whipped with belts and kitchen pans and punched multiple times by Edwards. And that is stated in the court records. Uh, One of the more heinous alleged acts of brutality 
uh, came when Edward Stott Smith didn't deliver fried chicken to uh, to the buffet as quickly as he demanded in response. And in response, Edwards dipped metal tongs into hot grease and pressed them into Smith's neck, according to court records. Uh, Phoenix Kalita stepped out for a minute and just came back. Um, one of the facts about this, um, they actually grabbed this uh, black person up and deliberately enslaved them uh, mm-hmm. when they were 12. Yeah. And that was really the whole family. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you're, because the 12-year-old doesn't need to be working in your place because they have mild cognitive disabilities. Yeah. Like, so they're, the story, the way this is being framed uh, out of the Washington Post, mm-hmm. uh, which is the CIA's and Jeff Bezos magazine. Yeah. Uh, the Washington Post is framing it like the family was good white people that gave uh, this poor 12-year-old I'm going to use the R word here, right? This little poor, retarded 12-year-old black boy. Mm -hmm. And like they were a good white family and he's just a bad white man from the family that took over. Oh, so they're doing, they're spinning this the way they spun the, um, what was that? A peony slave shit? Hmm. Peonage debt? Peons. Yeah. Peons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. I've never, uh, I've never actually used that word. Yeah, so it's... Um, I, I know the word, but I've never used it. Yeah, well, it was, like, a specific type of basically, like, debt slavery, like, um, involuntary, um, what do you call it? Indentured servitude. But a bunch of white people in, like, the rural south were doing it to black people long after after slavery, and it was, like, distinct from sharecropping. Mm-hmm. And so it was going on, like, into, like, the 80s. Like, there's someone who came up like that, and, like, they literally didn't know that they could just, like, leave. Yeah. Again, you draw a pretty clear line from the first wave of Crips and fucking plantations. <laughs> and I remember, man, I'm like, this is an uncomfortable thing to say out loud. I remember the first time I showed you a clip of someone like doing an old school Crip walk. Yeah. You were like, I don't want to say this, but that kind of looks like a buck dance. Yeah. <laughs> like that, the way Dub C in particular, yeah. his walk and probably his stature as well. Yeah. Like his body type just kind of already looks like he could be used as a racist character. Yeah, I really hate that like racism has like fucked that up because something that was a cultural dance now just has all these like sort of negative stereotypes. We're like, are you doing that for white people's approval? And it's like, no, this is actually just the way that we were doing stuff. And then white people made jokes out of it. And now it's just, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So at least Dub C got to make millions of dollars off of it. <laughs> and then got his buck dancing reparations, boy. Buck dancing reparations. Uh. So yeah. He um. So he deliberately burned him with hot grease. Um, Jesus. Uh. Fellow employees at the restaurant who heard or had seen the abuse were reluctant to report it out of fear of Edwards. Well, what about before Edwards? When this white family took this little twelve-year-old retarded boy. And we're just using 12. That's not legal to work in there. Yeah. You can't give him health insurance or shit. Mm-hmm. What do they give him like fucking $5 to go down to the general store and get yourself an oatmeal pie? What the fuck? Like he was enslaved by the whole family, not just this one guy. It's um, the family is related to Edwards or it's a different family. Yeah, no, same family. Oh, so they knew what was going on. Yeah. And he just aged into getting a management position. So the fellow employees were reluctant to report it out of fear of Edwards. 
Uh, Janine Keynes uh, helped put an end to Smith's abuse when she reported Edwards to authorities in October 2014 because he was just doing slavery wrong. He wasn't doing it the right way. Mm. You got to do it like the lesser evil. Uh, Yeah, you have to treat them as though they need a savior. You don't treat them as though they're um, inherently uh, evil. Ah. Those are different, you see. You see, the Negro cannot be autonomous. There will be no autonomous colored man in my nation. Uh, Keynes had a daughter-in-law who worked at the restaurant and got involved because she cared about Smith's safety, according to the news outlet WYFF. Quote from doobadoo who's this quote from buddy that, that oh her from uh from the from his daughter uh customers that were going in there would hear stuff and they didn't know what was going on and they would ask the waitress and so it's also just bad for business so customers just didn't <laughs> want to hear you yelling at the slave boy Tape the way that this went down though what not just that it was bad for business but the the chronology of this article she was got involved because she cared about his safety and her quote is customers were upset. They customers would they would hear what was going on. They didn't know what was going on. Which and- also means that everybody did know what was going on because what happens you hear all this like screaming and somebody getting beat up and then all of a sudden a dude comes out with fucking burn marks across his neck and nobody knew what the fuck had happened. Because they said, what, he dipped them in grease and put up... Nobody knew what the fuck happened. Nobody could see this dude's neck. Yeah, and they said, like, he was punching him, whipping him with belts, and hitting him with kitchen tools earlier in the article. So the customers that were going in there would hear stuff, and they didn't know what was going on. And they would ask the waitresses, and the waitresses were so scared of Bobby that they wouldn't tell them them what it was. End quote. Smith was immediately taken into adult protective services and Edwards was charged with second degree assault and um, attempt to establish peonage oh, slavery. There we go. There you go. I, once again, I should have just fucking waited to read the article. <laughs> peonage, uh, involuntary uh, servitude or human trafficking. Uh, quote, for stealing his victim's freedom and wages, Mr. Edwards has earned every day of his sentence. End quote from Sherry A. Lydens, a U.S. attorney for the District of South Carolina. Uh, that's from uh, 2019. Uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office will not tolerate forced or exploitative labor in South Carolina. I mean, except for prisons. I I'm a, a, or like any other job. Like this is just one instance where you can play fucking hero. Yeah. But like, really? So you think that some 19 year old woman rage, uh, waiter, waitress mm-hmm. is having a great time at work? Oh, well, I mean, if even in this fucking story, the waitresses were too scared to say anything. <laughs> what was he doing to them? when? No- because apparently y'all will let him beat someone and burn someone with hot grease and do nothing so what the fuck was he doing to them ah (laughs) Uh, yeah so they're they're not gonna tolerate that and at the end they say they are so grateful uh, to the watchful citizen and partners in law enforcement who put a stop to this particular cruel violence I can't get fucking I can't get over it so the staff knew the family knew and the customers knew, and nobody said shit for years. They couldn't. Right. If they would have said stuff, then it would have been said, and you can't have it said. You gotta have it unsaid. 
You need to be unsaid heroes. Unsaid heroes. Okay. You sound like a radical centrist. <laughs> By order of the boot. All right, folks, winesellermedia.com. Um, what you may have heard in the beginning uh, with that Australian accent was Dr. Mo and Phoenix Kaliter. The full episode of that is at patreon.com slash Fund. And at the Phoenix and Williams show level, it is a straight audio episode. There is no video, and it is uh, pretty funkily produced. I hope it's a good audio experience for you, if you should sh- if you should so choose to go listen to it. All right. And I end this recording and bid you I'm done. Yeah, that's what I'll say. I'll bid you and I'm done. Drag me to death like a lit cigarette. Took my last breath like the smoke from my lips. I've lied for you and I liked it too. But my knees are bruised from kneeling to you. I've had enough, but you're too hard to quit. We've had our fun. Now your sugar makes me sick. I've lied for you and I liked it too. My makeup's ruined And now I'm laughing through my tears I'm crying through my fear But baby, if I had to choose The joke's on I just want to remind anyone out there who is suffering from like an undiagnosed or an untreated or an undertreated mental illness that you are not alone. There are so many people like you. It feels like you're in this, the bottom of a well all by yourself and there's no rope and there's no light. But actually, the well isn't as tall as you think it is. There's a lot of people waiting at the top with a rope and a torch and... Um, yeah, you know, there's, I found a big mental health community on Twitter, on Facebook, um, in my own, you know, life, um, meeting people in person. So I think I want to give your listeners a sense of hope. And and I, I say that from a place of privilege because, you know, Australia has universal health care and we have decent leave and, and I'm a doctor. I, I have economic privilege and social privilege and respectability politics on my side. But I promise your listeners that mental illness can get better especially with medication especially with talk therapy especially with you know alternative alternative therapies like sound healing or energy work or i hate saying yoga because of how much cultural appropriation there is in yoga but Mm -hmm. the stretches really help me so i feel conflicted about that one but um um God, yoga is really nice for people who've got trauma brains. <laughs> I've only ever done yoga twice, so I don't know. Yeah. 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 I but, used to do it a lot. I haven't done it for a long time, but I'm thinking about getting back into it. Okay. Okay. But no, I'm, you know, I mean, you understand you keep, uh, I understand you keep qualifying it by talking about privilege you have, but even though you are somebody who does have a lot of privilege, I still find it's really helpful for you to be honest about these things because it's just so hard to find someone who's honest and 
you know, yeah, I really, that's so true. and I also really do appreciate you talking to about it from the place of privilege that you have, because a lot of people um, in your position wouldn't have this conversation because they don't want to break that uh, respectability politics wall. You know, because totally. you're not supposed totally. to talk about these things. So, like, I am really appreciative that you came on to talk about this because I know oh, some of this is really. Phoenix. It was an absolute pleasure. It really has been. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. You, we have the best conversations when you come on. We really do. I love coming on this show. I'll be a guest anytime. Yay! More Mo. More Dr. Mo. And I think what your listeners don't realize is that you and I are going to meet in person one day and have the funnest trip to New Orleans that anyone's yes. ever heard of. It is going to be amazing. I am excited. I cannot wait. Me too. <laughs> we just need COVID to like settle down. Yes. Please let those vaccines go. All right. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for hanging out in the wine cellar. We are going to cut the audio. William isn't even listening. My fucking producer has abandoned me. Anyways, we're going to shut off the audio. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. The joke's on you. on you.